Good morning, beautiful people. This is Timothy McCain, and I am your host of Let's Talk Sports with Tim McCain. So we're going to dive into a few sports topics today. The first sports topic I want to talk about is the ACC tournament. First off, I want to be I want to say congrats to the Duke men's team for uh, winning the ACC tournament. But it didn't go away easy. UNC, Chapel Hill, and Duke is one of the best games I've seen in quite a while. You had two powerhouses going back and forth. Two Hall of Fame head coaches going back and forth. Um, When I look at it, I see a guy like Cameron Johnson playing great. Zion Williamson playing great. But other than that, they were it was it was everyone else and and you know it's really interesting how it went because like you would have thought that maybe RJ Barrett would have scored twenty plus, Cam Reddish would have scored twenty plus, and for Carolina you would have thought Luke May would have at least averaged twenty points in that game and Kenny Williams would have showed up. But honestly, it was uh it was really just a showing of Zion versus Carolina, in my opinion. And what I mean by that is, RJ, he did play, he played decently. He played good enough. He plays, he had 15 points. And here, but here's the thing that really helped the team. He had seven assists and eight rebounds. That's always good for your team. Zion killed the game. Zion came back from his knee situation and he's totally put all the people who told him to sit down, he basically put them to rest. He put them to bed. This should prove that Zion is a team player. He is one of the more selfless uh, star basketball players we have seen in a while. Uh, Because most guys would have sat out. Kyrie Irving sat out. And Kyrie Irving, I mean, it's almost got like that effect. If Kyrie Irving had stayed healthy at Duke, man, oh man, what would that have been like? What would that have been like if Kyrie Irving, who was killing the league, who was killing who was killing the ACC what would that be like if he actually decided to play or stay healthy if he actually stayed healthy so that's that kind of feel for it Zion has definitely brought to Duke but um Cam Reddish ended up with 6 points and he kind of struggled through uh the last two games to be honest with you it really was uh between Cam Excuse me, not Cam. It was really between RJ and Zion that kind of had to pick up. And Trey Jones. Trey Jones had bits and pieces where he uh, played well. And I'm going to mention Trey Jones in a second. When it comes to Carolina, a lot of people are upset about Kobe White. Kobe White making that three. Well, the way I see it is he actually passed the ball. It was 72. I believe it was 71-72. And uh, Duke had the lead by two points. It was one minute and 30 seconds left. And... uh, what ended up happening was Luke May missed the be- missed the bucket. He had a clear shot to making a jump shot. He made he 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 made a jump. He he went and he attempted it, but he didn't make it. If he had made that shot, it would have it possibly could have been a different outcome. I don't necessarily think that Kobe White blew the game. I believe it was a back and forth type game. But I just feel like for Carolina, they could not find a consistent guy who could keep up with Zion. Cam Johnson, he killed it in the first half, scoring 20 points. But he, but he, but he finished with 23. So he only scored three points. 
in in the game. So that's the one thing that I think was different for Carolina. So that's what I would definitely say about that. I think uh, he just they just didn't, they they didn't find that guy who was going to be consistent in, in scoring back to back. Now Nazir Little he did play well. There were some spots where I was like, yo, I get where I because I I think what happened with Nazir was he wanted to show the world that he was a star player too. But I was actually talking with uh, one of my uh, co-hosts of my of a radio show called The Working Man on one on 105.1live.com. Uh, we were discussing about how Little would potentially need to wait a year before going pro because the fact of the matter is, as big as he is, as athletic as he is, he's got to be able to have that jump shot. You have to shoot. You have to shoot outside 15 feet, or you won't be able to play in this league. Now, granted, a guy like Ben Simmons can't shoot outside 15 feet, but he's a point guard. Okay. So, and there are ways where you can actually stop Ben Simmons, um, but and he needs to work on that jump shot too. But for a big man, the it's, we're really playing positionless basketball. So I wonder about this year a little. And so that would be my only qualm. He did play well, and he played well enough where the scouts could say he has potential. But I do believe that he should wait another year. So when and and basically this game to wrap this up to wrap this up, uh, Duke ended up winning the game because Zion made that basket uh, with 30 seconds left. He was driving, and I was like, "Yo, pass it to RJ, pass it to RJ. He's the closer." And Zion just said, "Screw that." And he was, just went up, made the sh- he he attempted the shot. Missed it, got his own rebound over four Carolina players, and just put it up for the win, for the game-winning shot. And Duke ended up going facing uh, Florida State, who actually beat Virginia. Um, so, so then there was Duke and Florida State for the championship. And since basically the Carolina Duke game was really the championship, in my opinion. No, no disrespect to Florida State. And not, you know what? I changed my mind. I can't say that. I cannot say. The Florida, Florida State deserved to be there. They beat Virginia, who was ranked number one. They're ranked number one in the top four. So I got to give respect to Florida State. So I apologize about that. Florida State definitely deserved it to be an AC championship game. And they fought well towards the end. The problem with Florida State was that they were falling in love with too many jump shots. Okay. And also, the fact of the matter was, was they let they they kind of got afraid, in my opinion. They 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 became afraid of Duke. There were, there was a time there was a time period where literally Florida State seemed shell shocked. They seemed shell shocked because they were like, "Yo, this two team is better than us." Now Florida State matched them in athleticism, but that was it. I mean, so I just I just you know I I. We, for me, I always support black coaches. Leonard Hamilton, he's doing a really good job. My only question with Florida State is, you have athleticism. Yes, but where are your shooters? They shot 31%. They were, I mean, that's not good enough. That's not good enough to win. You know, Duke shot 49%. They almost shot 50% from the field. And Florida State was 20 of 63 Okay, Duke had more rebounds, they had more assists, they had more blocks, they had more steals. Okay, the only thing Florida State was better than them was in free throws. Okay, 
but they just seem shell shocked to me. And I just, I just, I think this is a learning lesson for these young Florida State Seminoles that they need to go out there and compete at a higher level, but also take not don't take too many don't take shots you can't make. Make shots, make fifteen footers, make go to the lane. You ain't gotta shoot threes if you can't really make them. Now, granted, they were they did shoot forty percent from three, but in the long run, it did not amount to much. They were eight of twenty. In a game like this, you really need to be. You really need to hit at least twelve of those twenty shots. Okay, I mean, I, 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 I think for me personally, the three is only effective if you have legitimate three point shooters. If you don't have legitimate three point shooters, you should not be hitting threes. You can have a good percentage, and they have a good three point percentage, shooting percentage. But they shot 31% from the field. I just think that if they were going to shoot, if they were going to shoot more threes, they need to make more threes. And that's easier said than done because Duke basketball's got three All-Americans on their team. They got some of the best players in the country. And a player like Trey Jones, who actually struggled against, Trey Jones struggled the first time he, well, the last time before the ACC tournament. He struggled against Kobe White. Kobe White ended up scoring 21 points. Trey Jones had like 9 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists. And they're like, yo, this brother can't shoot. But then, come in this game, and he's matching that same energy that uh that Kobe White is playing. And Kobe White arguably is Carolina's first or second best player. Luke May, Luke May probably deserves that role better because he's the senior and he's really more of the guy who... They, they feed it to him. But Kobe White's that guy. He's that speedster. He's like De'Aaron Fox in a Carolina uniform. He's fast. He's he's fun to watch. And so I think Carolina could be a potential problem in the, in the NCAA tournament, which actually leads up to my next question. Now, my next uh, statement. My next statement is, so for the four top number ones, it was Duke for the East, which they're playing in Washington, D.C., there's Virginia for the South reason, and they're playing Louisville, Kentucky. There's the Midwest, which is North Carolina's ranked number one, and they're, and they're going to be playing in Kansas City, Missouri. And there's going to be the West, and that's going to be in Anaheim, California, where Gonzaga's number one. Now, for me personally, I believe that Duke has the cakewalk. They have the cakewalk of the division of the, uh, of the, of the bracket that they're in. Except there's going to be a few teams that could potentially be tough. LSU, Michigan State, Mississippi State. Those are teams that have... Michigan State's got 28, LSU's got 26, and then Mississippi State's got 25 wins. So each one of those three teams have over 25 victories over them. So it's not going to be quote-unquote, a cakewalk, but they have the easier opponents of the uh, the brackets. The second, I think one of the hardest ones is going to be in Virginia because I look at the Tennessee Volunteers. Now, they did get spanked against Auburn, which don't sleep on Auburn. I think everybody saw, yo, Auburn is a legitimate team. But so is Tennessee. Tennessee, they're a solid team. Uh, they're in the south region with Virginia. I actually believe that Virginia will have the hardest time. Virginia... Here's the thing about Virginia. The thing about Virginia is 
that their coach, Tony Bennett, he's got a really great defense and he coaches those brothers well. He coaches those guys well. But at the end of the day, to be quite honest with you, that he recruits two to three star athletes on purpose because traditionally you can coach those guys over a five star recruit where you know, especially in a system where it's defense over offense. So that defense definitely works in the regular season. But when it comes to tournament time, playoff time, where you won't be able to go but play basketball until next year on television, oh, you're going to be balling out offensively. And that's always been Virginia's problem. So there's a couple of teams that I think could give Virginia a run for the money and ultimately beat them. Villanova. Don't sleep on Villanova, Cincinnati, and the Tennessee Volunteers. Those are three. And don't forget about Kansas State or Wisconsin. Those are, Virginia is in a tough, tough bracket. And I personally do not see them coming out alive. Virginia will be the first one seed out of the bracket. Okay? They were 29-3. They had a really good defense. But I'm telling you, they're not going to make it that far. They're not going to get to the Final Four. I don't believe that. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But as of right now, they are gone. As good as gone. For, they're going to be in there for two to three games and then they're out. Uh, best of luck next year to Virginia. Okay? The next team, the next branch is the Midwest. Now, North Carolina, they got some issues. One of them is, his name is John Carpari, one of the best coaches in the 21st century. Okay. This brother, this man, he gets all the number one recruits. Well, he had them until Coach K kind of took them. But before Coach K was taking all the number ones, John Carpari was doing that. And John Carpari has been able to build up his teams. Like the, the regular season is almost like a testing ground for these players. They're not like Duke. Duke players, they win automatically. John Calipari, his teams, they usually kind of fall. They kind of like, they kind of lose a couple and they keep on building and building and building and building and building to a team that's a potential championship winning team. That's the type of coach that Calipari is. He's, he breaks down, he breaks down players and makes them better. And I've been able to appreciate and recognize Calipari as a Hall of Fame-worthy coach uh, because of what Mike Krzyzewski has done when he's identified to Calipari and done that. So shout-out to John Calipari. I think they're going to be a problem for Carolina. Houston is going to be another problem. They're 31-5. Auburn is going to be an issue. They won the, AC, the SEC championship. So North Carolina, they could potentially... Leave. They could, they could potentially lose to Auburn, Houston, or Kentucky. I don't think they will. I don't personally. It's a toss-up. It's a toss-up for me because Auburn, Kentucky, and North Carolina, they're great teams. So I'm not quite sure. I'm not sold on who I honestly believe will come out that of that bracket. I honestly do not know. Um Carolina definitely has great potential and great power and great and great prestige, but Kentucky, Auburn, Houston, they're right up there. And that could be a potential loss. That could be another one seat that loses if North Carolina is not capable of beating 
those teams. And I believe they are capable. I do. I believe in the Tar Heels. I like the way they, they hustle and they play. But a guy like Luke May has to play. A guy like Kenny Williams. Kenny Williams has got to play well for the Carolina to win. Cameron Johnson, as long as he does his thing, I believe Carolina could do some damage. But they're in a tough bracket as well. The next bracket is Gonzaga. Gonzaga is interesting to me because Gonzaga is that team that's always in the mix, but they don't ever get there. They're physical, they're hard, they're hustle players, but they might not necessarily have the same skill as other teams. And when I look at that, when I look at their their teams, I do believe that they will potentially go to the Final Four based on their bracket. The only team that makes me head scratch really is between a Michigan and a Florida State. Florida State because of how athletic and long they are, and Michigan because I've seen Michigan play. Michigan, they have that 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 thing about them. They they have that thing about them. They could potentially lose, but when I watch Michigan play, I think that they're a serious team. They won't they won't get to the Final Four, but I and but looking at this, I believe the easier the easier brackets will be between the West and potentially Dukes. Even though don't sleep on Dukes East region. So all these teams are are going to be tough. For my Final Four pick, I'm going to pick Gonzaga, North Carolina, Tennessee, and Duke. So that's Duke, Tennessee, North Carolina, and Gonzaga. It's going to be something special. I could be totally wrong. There could be a Cinderella story. I mean, that's what makes college basketball great. What makes college basketball great is the Giants don't always win. And even when the Giants win, the the sleeper teams, the teams that nobody thinks about, they always show out. So I would tell if I'm a head coach of a of a sleeper team, if I'm a if I'm a head coach of an Arizona State. If I'm a head coach of a Seton Hall, if I'm a head coach of an Old Dominion, of Cincinnati, of Virginia Tech, of VCU, I'm telling them, don't be afraid. Punch them in the mouth, okay? You you see a bull, you punch them in the mouth. I don't, you don't care because at the end of the day, the media, the fans, none of them can fight for for this. You and they do. So it's gonna be something special this year. There's a lot of teams. The, the a lot of the best teams have a lot of freshmen in, and a lot of these other teams have seniors. They have they have like Carolina. They're dangerous because they got a bunch of guys who know that they spent their whole career trying to go for a tournament championship, and they're gonna do whatever they can to beat 18 to 19 year olds who are trying to go professional. Okay, some of these guys will not go pro while others will. And I think that's something to look at. And this is why college basketball is so interesting because you got guys who are playing in it so they can make millions. And you got others who are playing because they might not ever get this opportunity again and they're going to go all out. That's what makes college basketball interesting. And that's what makes the tournament interesting. I can't wait. This is Let's Talk Sports with Tim McCain. Have a great day. Talk with you soon.